Get ready, everyone. It's time for Bug Juice. Where we teach you everything you need to know about antibiotics for the pediatric boards. All right, welcome, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about cephalosporins. This is a little bit of a big topic, so we'll try and kind of keep it to the point. Cephalosporins are similar to penicillins in that they are a beta-lactam antibiotic. So remember from last time that beta-lactams uh, are bactericidal antibiotics, and they work by becoming incorporated into the bacterial cell wall because their beta-lactam ring is similar to an amino acid that is found in bacterial cell walls. And so it gets incorporated into the cell wall, causes a change in the integrity of the cell wall, and therefore is bactericidal. There are four generations of cephalosporins, and they are aptly named first, second, third, and fourth, which is the easiest part of the whole thing. So first-generation cephalosporins are very good at gram-positives, especially gram-positive coxy. So this can be even MRSA. This can work against a lot of MRSA. But really any of the Staph aureus uh, species it's good against. It also can work against E. coli and Klebsiella, which are a couple of the gram-negatives that it's okay for. Examples of first-generation cephalosporins are cefazolin and cephalexin. Uh, the trade name for that is Keflex, which I'm sure most of us use uh, on the regular. I think I probably use Keflex every day. Again, it's pretty good at some very basic gram negatives and uh, gram positives, uh, especially gram positive cocci. So it's good for soft tissue infections and can be used also for urinary, simple urinary tract infections. It is important to remember that first generation cephalosporins do not penetrate the CSF and therefore should never be used to treat meningitis. Second generation cephalosporins, I'm be honest, like I don't even think I really use, but that's okay. We're going to cover it. Second gen gens have a little bit more gram negative coverage. So first gens are gram positive and a little gram negative, and second gens are a little more gram negatives. So you can use these against your H. influenza and Moraxella, Enterobacteria, uh, Enterobacteriaceae, some Neisseria as well, although there's some uh, increasing drug resistance to this. Second generation cephalosporins do have a little bit better activity against beta-lactamase producing organisms. And remember that that is a way that that um, bacteria become resistant to beta-lactam antibiotics. So if you're having issues with that, a second generation might be a better choice than a first gen. Third generation cephalosporins, which, you know, uh, I think the easiest one to think about is rocephin or ceftriaxone which again, I probably use every day. Uh, this is a third third generation cephalosporin. It is very, uh, gets a lot better at gram negatives. It also has really great CSF penetration. And so that is why it's actually for most age groups, um, not the babies, not the little neonates, but for many age groups is uh, first line for broad spectrum coverage for meningitis because it has really good coverage for some gram positives and gram negatives. Um, some oral options for third generation cephalosporins are ceph cefpodoxime and ceftonir. Um, this can be used for, to treat like resistant otitis and uh, sinusitis. And then we have our fourth generation cephalosporin. This is um, really the best one is cefepime, and it's very, very broad. It, I think the best, the biggest thing to remember with cefepime is that you get 
really good pseudomonas coverage. So if you kind of need um, really good gram-negative coverage plus pseudomonas, which you're not going to get with third-gen cephalosporins, then you need a cefepime, which is fourth generation. This is only an IV antibiotic. Also, cefepime, I always think of as my first line for febrile neutropenia. And again, that is to cover pseudomonas. If you ever have a true uh, febrile neutropenic, they do need to receive cefepime. The goal is within one hour. As far as side effects go for these medications, obviously allergy. Uh, there is a small percentage of the population that will cross-react with um, penicillins and cephalosporins. In general, the further along in the generations you get, the less likely you are to like cross-react. So if you're you know, if you have a penicillin allergy, you're probably less likely to react to, cephal to ceftriaxone, but of course anything is possible. Um, if you have very severe penicillin allergy, then it should be at least, you know, thought about before giving cephalosporins. And of course, there's also risk with overuse of these antibiotics to be getting uh, resistant strains, especially you can get really resistant strains of Klebsiella and Pseudomonas and E. coli from overuse of cephalosporin. So again, just be cognizant of using antibiotics only when needed to be good antibiotic stewards. And that's basically everything for cephalosporins.